Welcome everyone to the Inspirational Businesswoman Show. I'm so excited today to be featuring my special guest, Anne Hessian, and we're going to be speaking about heart center sales. Now we'll be getting started in just a moment, but first I want to say thank you for being here because I know that your time is valuable and I think you're going to find that this interview will be very valuable to you as well, particularly if you're someone who really resonates with the whole concept of heart-centered sales. So before we get started, I'm going to do the preview trailer. And while I do that, it would be so helpful. We'd so appreciate it if you would help spread the word and let other people know about this interview, especially those who are looking to get some support around heart-centered sales. So we'll get the interview started right after the preview. I think you can see you are in for a real treat, especially if you're a healer or a coach who has struggled with sales and success in your business and is here to provide us with some really valuable information. Now, the show is sponsored by hangout-marketing.com, where you can receive a complimentary live stream marketing assessment. So if you're wondering how you might incorporate live streaming into your business model, then go ahead and take this assessment. It will only take you a couple minutes to do, and you might even qualify for a complimentary shine strategy session with me where we'll sit down and talk about your business and how you can really start using live stream to your success going forward. So if you want to take that assessment, all you have to do is text pound success to 775-800-4179. Or if you're out of the United States, simply go to hangout-marketing.com. Now let's bring you in to meet Anne herself. And we're going to be talking, as we said, about heart-centered sales. Now, why should Anne be the one talking about this? Well, she's an expert in sales. Not only that, she is a healer and a coach in her own right. And she's the founder of Solopreneur Success Code. And she's a heart-centered sales expert, as I said. And here's the topics we're going to be covering, all of which are powerful. The first is why heart-based healers and coaches struggle so often to create success. And secondly, we're going to be talking about the biggest mistakes that people make when they're asked about what do they do? And finally, 
some hidden beliefs you might be carrying that interfere with your success. So Anne, come on in and say hi to our audience, won't you? Absolutely. <laughs> hey, everybody. <laughs> so happy. To, I always love spending time with you, Jenny. <laughs> I know. We have a great time together. Anne and I've known each other for quite a few years now, and it really has been a delight to learn about her passion, which comes from a basis of healing, many years of doing healing work with clients, but also many years of sales practice, sales experience. And this is such a different kind of um, background than most healers have. And that's why you're such an asset. So tell us, how did you manage to get so good at both of these? Um, yeah, it's a great question. It's kind of, I joke sometimes I'm kind of a unicorn, right? So I, I'm, I am, I'm an energy healer. I'm a medical intuitive. I've got all the woo-woo going on, <laughs> all the woo-woo you could want got it all going on. Um, but then I also, I, I am a sales expert. I'm a very um, good, very uh, expert salesperson. I, I literally millions in sales to my name from, you know, one-to-one -one sales conversations. And those don't go together very often. And, um, but that's really like my, that's my special sauce, right? That's the, the thing that I bring to the table that I think um, is really, is really missing. And I'm very much here for um, the healers and other heart-centered soulpreneurs, heart-centered entrepreneurs who get stuck. Uh, and interestingly, a lot of them get stuck, uh, even, if, even if they actually are pretty good at sales, selling other people's stuff, it's, it's a whole different ballgame <laughs> when you are going out there on your own and selling your own stuff. Some of you guys may you know, be able to relate to that. Um, and but the reality is if, if you don't have sales, you don't have a business, right? I mean, it's just- That's it in a nutshell, isn't it? So you can have yeah. the greatest passion in the world and you can have the greatest skill set around mm -hmm. being a healer and around being a coach. But if you can't get the word out and then reveal it, share it in a way that gets people inspired to say, I want to invest with you. You've only got half the formula, don't you? You don't yeah, have a exactly. business without sales. Yeah, you don't. It's really, and you know, the, the fundamental uh, relationship I find of most, and we're going to get into a lot of the, like what's underlying this, right? But I would say the fundamental relationship of most um, healers and heart-centered uh, entrepreneurs, their fundamental relationship to sales is avoidance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, can we just pretend that that's, but I'll, I'll, they'll, right. They'll typically work on anything about their business except that. Yeah. Right. And, so I'm um, curious, yeah, go ahead. just, just give me a little bit about your background in sales. Then how did you sure. become so confident in sales and in, and being able to kind of blend it now into heart sale, heart centered businesses, because obviously you've, you've cracked the code for yourself, but you had to learn that somewhere. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It doesn't come from nowhere. It, you know, it's a set of skills and you don't learn yeah. skills just by like learning about them, right? You have to be doing them to get skills. And um, so it, it's not, it's not like a born with it type thing. I don't think that's the case for anybody. Um, I used to hate sales. I used the idea of having sales conversations used to make me nauseous and, you know, all of that stuff. It's just that, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you a little short story because that, you know, how there'll be, there'll be moments in, in life when, you just, something shifts, right? 
And um, so this is one of those moments. I was, uh, my husband and I and I, our two daughters were driving home uh, from my family reunion and, and uh, where my, and the, from the farm where my grandfather grew up in Western Mass. And we're driving home to Rhode Island where I live, where we live. And um, we noticed that we were too, we were low on gas and we were going to have to get some gas to get home. So my husband pulled into a gas store and a convenience store to get some gas, some gas, not to fill the tank. We didn't have <laughs> enough money to fill the tank. Got it. You've been there, right? We, we, oh, who hasn't? At some point, right? <laughs> we got, you know, like we got to just get home. The thing is when we pulled in, of course the two girls in the back seat pipe up, right? I'm hungry, mommy. I'm hungry. Can we get a snack? I'm really hungry. Can I, I'm hungry now. Can you get me something now? And I couldn't because we didn't, you know, we had to get gas and there was, there was nothing in the wallet and only enough on the, in the bank account to get some gas. Uh-huh. So I had to say no, but you know, we're going to have to wait till we get home. And there was food at home and my kids got fed that night, but what do you think I was thinking the rest of that drive home? You know, I just had to choose between buying gas and feeding my kids. What I was trying to do at the time was to create a coaching business. I was trying to be a coach and I, you know, I had a few clients, but I think I I feel confident saying I was failing (laughs) at Uh least in having enough money to buy gas and get my kids a snack. You can and, laugh about it now, but yeah, it wasn't fun but it was time. not, there was no laughing then. Um, yeah. It, yeah. I mean, it's just an awful feeling. And I think that's was, that was just, like I said, there's, we all have these moments, right. And that was a moment when it was like, something has to change here. And I, I just, you know, I went deep and I really just, I decided that it, the thing that needed to change was that I had to uh, stop I had, I had to take on all my like eliminating beliefs and everything I thought I knew about what sales was like, I, it wasn't going to do me or anyone any good ever to, to be a good coach. And I, and I was, I was a good coach, but you know, it wasn't really helpful for me, like none of that would matter if I couldn't sell it. Right. right. Just bottom right. line. And so I went and got a sales job. Oh, I went and got you a purposely went and got a job in sales, a 100% commission only sales job. Wow. Okay. Now, how many of you would have done that? I'd love to hear from all of you because that is not the norm, but she had a significant experience in her life that placed her in that position to say, I've got to solve this challenge. Yeah. So she went and, and got a job in what she feared the most. Yeah. Wow. Hundred percent commission sales job, and uh, and I did that sales training like my life depended on it. And I I over time I I got re- I get good at it, and I realized there were a lot of things I liked about it, like helping people solve problems. That's a huge part of sales, and I love helping people. I mean, if you're listening, you like helping people solve their problems. Well, guess what? That's a big part of sales, you know. Yeah. And um and you know really listening and asking great questions and really connecting, you know all of that is part of sales, and. I, you know, I got other training. I went and did other training and then I went and got another sales job that was like way higher pressure. Like, I mean, I I talk a lot about in the way that I teach sales, heart-centered sales that, um, 
it, where it's coming from is what I would call more like sort of authentic female energy. Mm-hmm. If any of you have ever done most sales trainings out there in the world are not exactly that. They are what I sort of, sort of tongue in cheek call very high testosterone, right? Most sales uh-huh. training out there in the world. It's very, very male energy, not knocking male energy. It's a great thing. It's just when you can distinguish that and what works for you and what doesn't work for you, right? But if you look at the language of most sales, it's like overcome objections, overcome them. I don't, how about just address them? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> right? you, you, you can hear it, right? Right. Yeah. Get out there and close, you know, da, da, da. it's like, you know, how about invite? So it's very, so I learned a lot about um, that, And I also learned a lot of stuff that I don't use. And I also learned a lot of stuff that I do use. And over over time, I really came up with my own way of selling that is heart-centered and soulful and is really coming from that uh, authentic female energy that's about connection. And if I'm going to bottom line what heart-centered sales is, it's this. It's about always putting the relationship before the transaction. What a perfect saying just in itself. That's a gem, you guys. If you hear (laughs) gems like this, go ahead and put in the comments section. But to me, that was a beautiful gem and so succinctly stated. So I think this leads us into the first topic, really, Anne, because here you've got so many talented people who can truly change people's lives, but they Mm -hmm. struggle with success. We're talking about healers and coaches who just struggle to get the word out and to make the sales. And therefore, as you said, they don't have much of a business. So Mm -hmm. why is it that you feel that this particular group struggles more than most? Um, So some of the answer is in the second topic, (laughs) just going to be like underlying (laughs) beliefs, right? So no, we're coming to that. Um, But in addition to those, I think there's a fundamental, uh, even uh, most people have a lot of, a fair amount of negativity around sales. It's sort of cultural, right? Because we've all had some negative experiences. We've had those people who were trying to overcome our objections and weren't listening and all that stuff. Um, But I think those people who are are really coming from relationship and connection and heart-centered first, it's just sort of even more so. Right. There's something yeah. about how their, their preconceptions, their, their underlying beliefs, not about themselves. We're going to get to that next, but about sales are completely in the way and have you, they kind of have you believing that you have, you'd have to be someone else other than who you are in order to sell. And, and you'd have to be someone you don't want to be in order to sell. Does that make sense? Yeah. And, um, and so that's just completely in the way and it keeps it keeps them from realizing one of the most important things, which is that sales is simply just a set of skills. That's all it is. It's just a set of skills, like any skills, you can use them well, or you can use them poorly. Yeah. Right? You can yeah. use them about relationship. You can use them about just the transaction. So um, they're, they're so, I, what I like to say is they're allergic to sales. They're just allergic to it. So they, they mm-hmm. try to avoid it instead of realizing, like I finally kind of was forced to realize that this would, these were skills I could learn. And when I went through that process of learning them, then I realized there were actually a lot of things that I loved about it. Does that make sense? That makes sense. Yeah. And you know, that's what was just coming to my mind is that really the, the big transformation that can come from working with you around this concept of sales and heart centered sales mm-hmm. is that it's going to come from within and you're 
can learn the skills so that you can fall in love with sales yeah, rather absolutely. than feel allergic to them. So that to 100%. me is, if you guys are not getting excited about this, especially <laughs> those who have been hesitant and allergic and maybe a little fear-based on the rejection end, Anne's got some, yeah. <laughs> got some terrific ideas for you. So let's, let's switch topics around here a little bit mm -hmm. and go to the beliefs next. Yeah. And that is, what are those beliefs? They're hidden for the most part, as you say, yeah, that are really least, holding or, them or back. At least partially, right? So most, uh -huh. you know, most of what's happening is it's actually in the subconscious, right? And, and, and that's a whole other topic we could get into, you know, as a healer, that's a lot of what I work with is the yeah. subconscious um, because that's really what's running the show most of the time. Yeah. And, um, you know, they estimate our, our subconscious mind can process 20 million pieces of information per second. Wow our conscious mind, maybe 40. So you tell me, you tell me where the action is, right? Yeah. Um, in other words, go inward. Yeah. And so we, um, so we have these negative beliefs about sales itself, which we, I talked about, and that need to be kind of unearthed. And because if you're still, if you're thinking you have to be this horrible manipulative lying person in order to sell, and doesn't, no matter what you then address around your beliefs around yourself, you're still not going to want to go do that. Right. So there's yeah. that. And then there's, and this is where we really get into healers and coaches, a lot of um, self-worth, self-esteem issues, a lot of feeling like we don't deserve support, a lot of feeling, a lot of comparing ourselves to others. Um, huge, huge, huge uh, stuff around that. Uh, healers and coaches are way more comfortable. And those of you listening, just check in, see if this is, rings true. Um, but I would say as a group, way more comfortable supporting other people than allowing ourselves to be supported. We tend to not ask for help. We tend to not accept, we'll even like rebuff what people offer to yeah. help us and um, not ask for what we want, not think that we're allowed to ask for more than we already have. Can you like all of these things, a lot of them are just messages from childhood, right? Um, and I, I work with, I work with people on these subconscious beliefs all the time. And it's, it's some of them that come up, they're almost funny or they even are funny. What, like when we bring them up, just that, I just feel like I don't want to bother people. And it's like, well, what's that's, that's like when you were four and your mom mm -hmm. said, don't, don't bother that. Jenny, don't bother that nice lady. Right. Yeah. And then you take that. I'm like, oh, I'm not supposed to, you know, I can't just express myself, but we decide and we decide that when we're four. And then, you know, when we're 44, it's still running us. Yeah. Yeah. I'm real aware of that because of all the years I was a clinical hypnotherapist and oh my yes. gosh, oh gosh, for sure. These hidden beliefs come from very early childhood and we establish identities and perceptions about ourselves at a very young age that if they don't get addressed can really stay with us for a lifetime. So that's really what you're talking about. And I find it's interesting that it seems to be a little bit of a subset with um, healers that yes. this may be even more of a struggle for them. And it, yeah. I don't know if you want to address this at all, but you know, why is it, do you suppose people gravitate toward being a healer and then struggle with this particular issue more than others? Yeah, it's, uh, healers do have, um, there's some particular ones around that, around feeling like that they, um, they, healers, they see a need and they feel like they have to fill it. Like if they need help, then I must help them, which is, you know, really not, a, it's really not great. 
because you really should have a choice, right? Yeah. And it's one of the reasons why healers um, have trouble charging. They have trouble, char- you know, they'll be like, well, I, I tell, uh, you know, I talk to healers who are, you know, oh yeah, I do like, I don't know, 10, 13, 14 sessions a week. You know, I get paid for one or two, <laughs> right? Like oh, they're struggling. Wow. Yeah. Um, so the, for- their own va- their own value of their yes. worth really has to be addressed, doesn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. And sometimes they even feel like because it's, uh, they feel like if it's a gift that maybe it's wrong to charge for it, which I, I don't agree with, you know, right? some people have that. I mean, by that, by that argument, an artist shouldn't be able to charge for their work or an author. Yeah. Right? So yeah. it's, it's just because it's a gift, it doesn't mean that uh-huh. your, your effort, your time, your time spent learning and mastering it are not worthy of you being recompensed, right? Yeah. Um, but there's also another one for healers in particular. Um, that uh, is uh, some very, very deep fear about being known and visible for what you do. It's, mm. it, it is actually terrifying for many of them. I, mm-hmm. I think that basically we are the great, great, great granddaughters and grandfathers of the midwife that got hung or burned at the stake because she, you know, did herbs, yeah. <laughs> right? Like, I mean, quite yeah. literally. Yeah. Where it's it's in our d- DNA that it can uh-huh. be dangerous to be known for someone who does healing work, and um, that may sound super woo woo to some of you, but the you healers, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's I think that's really pertinent that it's actually in our DNA, that it's something yeah. that is just a part of who you are. Yes, yeah. but it doesn't. It still can be clear. Like that's that's that trauma, okay. that inherited uh, trauma yeah. stuff can, can still be addressed and cleared, which is a big part of what I do when I'm working with people. So I'm not, uh, I am teaching them how sales works and how it works in the subconscious and how, you know, how to, uh, how to, how to know where people are in their decision process and meet them there. We, we deal with all of that, but we also work with and clear away because again, I'm an energy healer, those limiting beliefs and that trauma. Um, so it doesn't have to be a sentence, but it does need to be identified so that we can address it. Yeah. And I think addressing it has got to be sort of foundational because the skills that you're teaching as a, you know, for the sales part of it, mm-hmm. really you're going to be implemented so much faster and become so much yeah. more a part naturally of what they do. Mm-hmm. If you address those foundational issues first, right? Absolutely. I Absolutely. love this. I love this. And, and I hope all of you are really taking some notes about this. And, and if you have struggled with sales that you really can start to identify. So what is it that might be holding me back? Because Anne has um, something coming up in a little bit. She's going to share a gift with you that I think is going to maybe help uncover some of that for you. <laughs> so that's just a little lead in. And, but let's talk about first the, the topic we were going to go to second, but now I've put it in third. And that is what are the biggest mistakes people make when they're asked about what they do? What do you do? Sure. Yeah, this is, I love talking about this. Um, (laughs) How how many of you can, can relate to this? Someone asks about what you do. Like they, you know, they, they express some interest. They're like, Oh, that's interesting. You know, tell me more about that. And, and you do the, (laughs) you like fire hose them with information. You start to, and you're, and then you don't know how you're like, why am I still talking? Like, I can't, I can't stop. Right. 
Oh, you're like, you, I'm sure yeah. you've experienced that. Too. We've all been on both sides of it. You know, yeah. you're at a networking thing and you ask someone uh, some innocuous question and then you're like, oh my God, that was right. <laughs> 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 you know, um, so it's super, super common. I actually call it the tell me more trap. Ah, yeah. They tell me more and we fall right into it. Um, and their eyes start to glaze over and they're like, yeah, right. So there are a number of steps to really handle that very well, but the, the first one is the most important. Okay. So this is a, this is a writer downer. <laughs> okay. okay. Get your pens so out. When, so the, the reality is when someone asks you to tell them more, I mean, it could be phrased, you know, tell me more about that or how, tell, tell, how does that work? Or how'd you get into that? Whatever it is, it's some invitation to tell them more. Right. Um, what we tend to do is we start to tell them more. <laughs> And that's like the worst thing to do. Right? And the reason pause right there, pause. Did you yes. hear that? To tell them more is the worst thing you yeah. can do. You just jive into Put telling that note them down. No, because you don't know why they're asking. You don't know why they want to know more. Yeah. You don't, you really don't know. And we love so healers and coaches, we do what we do because we love it. We love it. We're passionate about it. We can talk about it for hours. We can talk totally just geek out on it and how like all this right can't we we could just go on we could go because we love it but not necessarily does everybody else really want to hear all that (laughs) (laughs) so the odds of you if you just start spewing the odds of you telling something that actually specifically interests them or would be useful for them or would help them like understand that are the odds of of all the things since you could talk about it for hours be honest Mm -hmm. What are the odds out of that hour's worth of stuff, monologue you could give that you're going to give them, you're going to pick the part that they actually want to hear. It's it's pretty unlikely, right? Got it. Unless you stop and ask first. So you want to say, this is the writer downer part. They say, oh, tell me more about that. You say, I'd love to, but first let me ask what interests you about that. Oh, how simple. I'd yeah. love to, but love first, to. let me ask you. Say that yeah, again. What got your attention, or what interests yeah. you about okay. that? Okay, what, what interests you about, about that? Yeah, okay. Some version of that, and then you zip it and you listen, and that's when yeah. you find that when you might find out they have no interest in working with you whatsoever, but they have a cousin who's thinking of going to an energy healing program, or and they were just kind of curious. So, aren't you glad that you know that's not because they're interested? It's just because they you know have this cousin because isn't that going to uh-huh. be a very different conversation? Right. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Or, or you might find out that they've done time. I'll use healing as a energy healing as a thing that they, they, they're really into it and they've done lots and lots of it and they have a lot of experience with it. Well, isn't that going to be a really different conversation, right? right? You don't know. So if, if there, there's more beyond that, but if, if that's the only thing you change, if you just, <laughs> you just don't start spewing and you say, I'd love to tell you more, but first, let me just ask what, you know, what do you find interesting about it? and really listen, it's going to be a whole different conversation. Now, you're also suggesting that that first statement about tell me what you do, if someone should ask you, should be short and succinct. And then you go for the pause, right? Mm -hmm. Because you don't want to do that, you know, fire hose type of of response. So I'm assuming that you teach about that too, as to how just really to express what you do very succinctly. 
Yeah, absolutely. You know, just something uh, that, you know, that's, that's focused on what most people, another mistake most people make is they talk about actually what they do. In other words, their process. What, yeah. Well, we do this and then we do this and we do this and people do not care. Right. So it's more about who do you help? What benefit do they get from working with you? Right. Or, you know, what, what, yeah. And then what that difference that makes for them. Mm -hmm. So, you know, Mm -hmm. like I help you know, moms dealing with anxiety to be able to like ground and center themselves in a moment so that they can actually feel in control of their lives. Yeah. Such a simple, simple sentence that gives the results, but talks about who the audience is that they work with. Nothing about the process because they don't. Nothing about the process. Yeah. Nobody does care about the process. They really want to get their pain or their challenge solved. And then maybe later they might be interested in the process, sure. but not until you at least. Yes, they might decide the that they love it. Yeah. They might fall in love with what you do too. And they might then be someone that you two, the two of you can geek out about it. But yeah. that's not where they are when they first say to yeah. me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So keep that in mind. That's another thing to put in your notes. Don't tell them about process. Tell them about results and the people that you help. There you go. Oh, God, this is good stuff. All right. So um, before we close, I really want to talk about your what it is and where did it go here? Trying to find it. Oh, there it is. Okay. (laughs) All right. So Anne has a special gift for you. And here's where you go to get it. Go to shinetips.com forward slash and gift. Easy to remember, right? Shinetips.com forward slash and gift. And I will also put it in the comment section. And go ahead and tell us what this gift is all about, because I know it's a very special new thing that you've created for people who are healers and coaches. So go ahead. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, what this is, it's, it's actually a quiz that you can take that will help you locate yourself. So you understand like where your strengths are, where there's room for, you know, for improvement. And because a lot of people feel like you, and you may, and you may feel just from what I said, well, like, I would love that. I would love to feel about sales, maybe the way that I feel about it. Cause I went from, it made me throw up. And I literally, by the way, that's, that second sales job that I went, I did that took the hard pressure. I, I remember literally throwing up as part of the hiring process. Okay. Wow. <laughs> okay. It was intense. <laughs> but I learned some good things. Um, so, you know, to move from that to where, where, how sales conversations are for me now. So first of all, first of all, I don't sweat them like at all. (laughs) I look forward to them. It's like, Ooh, I get to talk with this person about what they want out of their life and how I can help them. And, you know, sales conversations for me are as, um, like juicy and, and wonderful and connected as a, a coaching or healing conversation. So that's, what's possible. Right. So just let that sink in for a second. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so how do you, how do you move from here to there? Well, you don't have to do it the way I did it. <laughs> like going and getting two commission only sales jobs and, you know, reading <laughs> kind of everything. Um, instead, I've sort of taken, you know, all those things that I've learned over the years and um, summarized a lot of it into this heart selling quiz that you can take to learn about um, where you are around sales where again where where the strengths are and where are some areas for improvement so that it really will give you some guidance on like well what what you can do now to start to shift things 
So, um, so yeah, I think you'll, I think you'll love it. And it will give you some information about yourself that will be eye-opening and very useful. That sounds wonderful. And I'm sure that this is not going to be taking them very much time or energy to do. It's just just a starting point. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just to assess, you know, where they're at in the, in the sales process or uh, learning these skills Mm -hmm. that you need so that you can do what Ann just said is to start to look forward to having these conversations with people, because if you don't have those conversations, you're not able to help the people who really could use your help. So you really have to say to yourself, I must do this for me because then I'll help more people. (laughs) And that's a, that's a win-win. Absolutely. Absolutely. Sales is actually the most important skill that you need for you to be able to make the difference that you're here to make in the world. It truly is. And I know that may sound like, what are you talking about? But here's the thing is if you can't, you have, you have amazing gifts, right? If you can't sell what you do so that you can be paid for doing it so that you can, you know, have, have a living, um, then you can't do very much of it because you have to spend most of your time doing something else for a living. Yeah. Right. Whereas if you can sell it effectively, then you could have it be, you know, all you do and help a lot more people. So literally sales is the essential piece that is holding you back from making the difference you're here to make in the world the essential piece, you guys. Okay. So go ahead and take that assessment again, or she calls it a quiz Mm -hmm. and um, go ahead and take that. And again, if you want to go there, it's very simple. Just go to shinetips.com forward slash and gift, and you'll be able to really start on a path that maybe you've been resisting and felt allergic to for way too long. (laughs) So, and before we go, you've given us some final thoughts, but I'm thinking, you might have just one more gem that you want to leave with people before we sign off. Absolutely. Um, remember I said earlier that because of all these underlying him beliefs and something we, we a lot of times people end up be- believing like a subconscious belief that they have to be someone else in order to be effective doing mm-hmm. sales. Uh, and by the way, someone you don't want to be, right? Yeah. So you're just stuck, right? It's like this no win. And what I want you to know is that the single most important thing in sales and in life is to just be yourself. Like there is, there is nothing else that the situation needs that you, it's just, it needs to be you with some, a few skills that you just haven't learned yet. That's all. Yeah. Just be yourself. So this is authentic heart centered sales skills that and is teaching you and I hope you take advantage of her gift because she has obviously mastered the skills Mm -hmm. gotten past the upset stomach and realizing that this is a gift now she can share with other people to make a difference in their lives and that could mean you so take advantage of it and thank you so much for joining us today and sharing all that you know and have learned around heart-centered sales and all of you thank you for taking the time if you found this information valuable would you please Go ahead and help spread the word and let other people know, because I know there's lots of people out there who could benefit from everything Anna shared with us today. So thanks again for being here, Anne. So great to meet you, Jenny. (laughs) Bye-bye. Thank you. We'll see you all on the next Inspirational Businesswoman Show. Bye-bye now. Thanks so much for watching today. 
Do you know someone who would be a great guest for our show? Or would you like to be a guest on the Inspirational Businesswoman Show? Let's shine the spotlight on your expertise. We'll share your story while offering tips, strategies, and advice to our viewers. Expert interviews are a great way to build your reputation as the go-to expert. Go to shinetips.com forward slash IBWS to apply today. Women are waiting for your message and I can't wait to interview you.